Hey, it's Neil. Um, today's episode of The Champs is brought to you by Audible. Go to audiblepodcast.com slash the champs and uh, you get a free audiobook download. Uh, audiobooks are the shit. I mentioned it before. They are the straight shit. A uh, couple books I would recommend that they have on Audible. Uh, Live from New York, an uncensored history of Saturday Night Live. Uh, written by Tom Shales and uh, James Andrew Miller. It came out probably 10 years ago. And uh, it's just an awesome book about like the goings-on of SNL in the history of the show. It's basically like a tell, like everybody talks. It's like quotes from Lauren, quotes from, you know, uh, throughout the chronology. It's really, really helpful if you want to be in sketch comedy. Uh, I read it before Chappelle's show, uh, and it really helped, for real. Uh, another great book is, remember one a uh, few episodes ago I was talking about my, my disaster plan? what I'm going to do, and I'm going to go to Marina Del Rey and get on a boat. The guy who told me to do that has a book out. Sam Sheridan is his name. Uh, His book is called The Disaster Diaries. Uh, It's basically like what to do when the shit hits the fan. He basically went and did all this stuff. Uh, That book's on on audiobooks. So it's whatever. Tina's got a book. Uh, Larry Wilmore has a book, an an audiobook. So go to audiopodcast.com slash the champs and download yourself some motherfucking books makes us look good when you put our code in audiblepodcast.com slash the champs go for it let's not promote anything today well that's a wonderful idea email us email the champs at gmail.com for all of your champs related Well, you guys got the champs at gmail.com? Yeah, man. We got we don't email fuck around. the champs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Sorry. Email, email the champs. The champs. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We didn't quite get in. No, we were a little late. <laughs> so let's get the party Doug's started. Drop. It was disrespectful. Is that okay to say? Doug's drop. That's some bullshit. I, I, I jacked Doug's it. drop. Is that okay to say? Fuck, man. Is that okay to say? I Bravo. went Nip. to the premiere to with Chappelle. Bravo. I went. Nip. Doug, the Doug's drop. Stop the fuck, man. Am I throwing you under the bus? Yeah. Well, I don't know why you don't shit on yourself a little bit. You could really make a lot of inroads at the premiere. Hold on, no Wait. Now you're fucking with the champs. Now we can start, ladies and gentlemen. You're fucking with the champs once again. Coming at you live or something like that. I don't like understand Neil, why you don't shit on your like. You shit on me very clearly. Like that song is a eighty percent about shitting on me. Are you really confused dropper. why the guy that made the no, song? No, I understand, didn't but I'm just saying like more? you gotta shit on yourself a little bit. Just a little bit. Well, How would you I have feel shit on like yourself? You guys take your shots every day during <laughs> the regular interview part. That you know at my who? little my little intro song. I kind of support Doug here. I, w- I wouldn't make a song that where I came off. I w- it's got to be about you. I just feel like if we're all well, there's no classic. <laughs> there's no classic sound bites about me to put in that song. It's all about you guys have the classic. Wait, what did bite. he say? What did Moshe say? Is that, that okay to say? And I don't think that's from. Is that from here? That is from one of the podcasts. That's from like, the is that okay to say? But I do think it, it that's is. That's not as bad as I went to the premiere with. <laughs> yeah, 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 I do yeah. think no. it is clear no. the, the dynamic. No, I mean that song is built to shit on me. The tension <laughs> dynamic in that is no. First of all, it's built to get the party started. No, no, no. First and foremost, but it's secondary. Absolutely. It's secondary no, I, function. Absolutely, is to, a happy side effect <laughs> is that yeah. you get shat on. Before uh, we get into our interpersonal drama, which is most of what this podcast is about, Neil, I will remix this song and shit on you and shit on Moshe a little bit more. I okay. Now you're sort of pushing it. I feel like why shit I don't on need, you also. I don't, shit on you, bro. 
I'm already being I'm no. covered in shit. Neil, <laughs> say something right now that I can sample that I'll drop in there. For, about you? Yeah. No, I'd say not that that. I mean, no. I, I can't. I don't have all day to it's sit there and to mine. You. Yeah, you had all day to fucking <laughs> seek my but shit you know, out. You know, you know those drops of you of your <clears throat> your your drops. Yeah, those somebody sent me those. Like Neil says this funny thing about the premiere at. Oh, so it's our minutes. listener base that's shitting yeah, on you. Yeah, that somebody sent me that time code, and I was like, that is kind of a funny thing. I'm not like. Yeah, you never thought of it before. It. Oh, I guess that is funny that Neil does <laughs> <laughs> name drop. I guess all it right. is. Well, right, guys, let's enough. let's bring our guest into this so that he can maybe mediate some of our tension. Um, this dude, this <laughs> this dude, this dude right here, may, maybe the blackest guest we've had so far. No, he's. Uh, I'm super excited to have him on. You've seen him on so many different things. I was looking at your IMDb. It's kind of I'm one of the disgusting. Most, I'm one of the most white, non-white people in the world. That I could be think. true. We'll get you into have white. That. You well, you're uh, you're colonial, correct? I yeah, know that's that pretty you, white. We were you're made. The, you were the, yeah, yeah. It's to suck up to the white people is what our whole thing was built on. People don't know. For the people who don't know you and don't know what your whole thing is. Pac- well, I, I, well, let's well, hold on before you get into that crazy shit. Yeah. You've seen him on all the types of shit. You've seen him on Conan. Hello, You've seen Hulk. him on Portlandia. You've seen him on Franklin and Bash, quite frankly. I mean, You've definitely fuck. seen him on that. Quite frankly. You've seen I'm, him on all over the place. Quite frankly. Not quite frankly. Veep. All kinds of bullshit. That should be my spinoff. Quite frankly. <laughs> quite frankly. With Kumail Nanjiani. Yeah. Yes. I felt yep. like there was a weird tone when you guys mentioned Franklin and Bash. <laughs> no, I no. will let it go. Doug will. Yeah. Now you know how I felt during the song. <laughs> I will let it go. He's the blackest white guy I've well, um, all right, so so yeah, what you I because I actually don't know much about you or your history. Oh, I was born and raised in Pakistan, in Pakistan, which was a British colony. Uh, I was, I was, it was uh, very hot there and just so poor over there. Where in Pakistan? Karachi, which is the biggest city. It's like the New York of Pakistan. Right. And but and it's eighteen million people. It is exact. It is exactly eighteen million. They just had their eighteen millionth. What do you? What do you mean eighteen million exactly? That's not right. No, not exactly. But it's like eighteen million something. It's not exactly eighteen million. Look, Neil doesn't just go to premieres with Chappelle. I read a lot of the New Yorker with Chappelle. (laughs) He has an encyclopedia. (laughs) They've read the New Yorker together. (laughs) One Um, page each, (laughs) leaning over each other. What's your page say? (laughs) Mm. Uh, But you know, so there was a lot of like looking up to like. White people. That was, and it's just a big part of the straight culture. Because I don't still know there. much about. I don't know many people that are from Pakistan or India that have lived. That I don't know what it's like. Because there's lived. a Most weird of them thing where, you, where, where <laughs> the white, the British colonialism was so the the pimp hand was so strong psychologically that you guys really kind of do look up to. I mean, still today we have a cream that sells really well there called Fair and Lovely, which is supposed to whiten your skin and it, like it. it flies off the shelves it's like a very normal product like it's advertised on tv all the time like everybody uses and it's it. known to lighten it's supposed to lighten. that's it's, its supposed main to, thing it's supposed to lighten your skin and you know like uh, the uh concept of beauty is light skin is good dark skin is bad right. colored eyes are good dark eyes are bad so aziz would be Aziz is, is a monster over there. <laughs> Literally, a monster. He's a hideous. Machine. He's a monster here too, but he's a, but, like yeah. in a good way. He's like good a monster. comedy monster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. True. That, that cat's a monster. Yeah. You seen him? <laughs> um, uh, True. And, and so, when did you come here? Ninety-seven. How old were you? Awesome. I was uh, seventeen. Yeah. Okay, so you just straight up, and you went to British schools. 
I take it. I did, yeah. Now, what's some of the... Well, yes. Tell us about... Uh, you went to, like, British schools, and did you play cricket? Yeah. In I Pakistan? Did. In Pakistan. Did you have boarding schools? No, 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 not boarding okay. schools. Did, did you, you play cricket? Uh, Catholic schools. I went to Catholic schools. Is your family Catholic? No, right? No, but the plan was always to have me come to America. So we went to schools where uh, all the teaching was done in English. From sixth grade on up to fifth grade, I was in the local... Did you run track? What are you thinking, Moshe? What's going on in I your head? I feel like you know what I'm about to ask you. What? Camille, will you tell us, like, just tell us, like, what was a typical, let's just say, <laughs> what was a typical meal like in your house growing up? Just like, uh, what was like a meal like? Just <laughs> <laughs> Latkes. Uh, no, it was like Pakistani food. We didn't have Yeah, but what was like the social dynamics of the meal? Like, mm-hmm. you had your family sort of there at the table. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Did you have, did you have servants? <laughs> Uh oh! I don't know what Moses getting. It was very normal. It was me and my family sitting at a table, the servants on the floor. Servants where? The the servants on the floor eating. Wait, what does that mean? But with us, all equal. Whoa, 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 whoa! Except they're on the floor. Start, start over. Okay, this is what it is. This is servants on the floor. Servants on the floor. That's servants on the floor. Get the servants on the servants on the floor. Okay, here's what the setup is. Okay, so we were medium. Like middle class, we were yeah, we were like middle class. What did your father do for work? <laughs> he was a doctor. Okay. <laughs> don't this is very. I inter- don't. I don't. Whatever. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. But listen, I know a lot of people I can say who, that. who were super super rich. We were not like that. We didn't have to worry about food, but I didn't get everything I wanted. This, I, the I super people. rich. The I like when rich people compare themselves to super super rich people. It's like you're you were no, rich. No, we had a car and we didn't have to worry about food, but we weren't rich compared to here. Compared to here, we would be like a normal middle class family. Okay, but there you were considered upper class. Well, just exactly. exactly. I'm not talking about income worldwide. I'm just talking about in Pakistani society. You were considered upper class. Well, if you look at the percentage, like I think 90% of Pakistan is very, very, very poor. So just having a car and just being able to, I mean. The literacy rate, I think, is 20%, which is 20% of people in Pakistan can write their own name in any language. Just their own name. That's 20%. That's what literacy is? Being able to write your own name? That's how And the other 80% were your servants, correct? They're on the floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're equal. They're just on the floor. So, so a lot of people are very, very, very poor. And basically... Everyone who is sort of middle class there has servants because you have these people who live with you and you pay them and you feed them. They they it's their natural state. They want to be I like that. they want to serve. I mean they they were born to serve. But what's the difference between that and a nanny? Because I don't I gotta be honest with yeah. you. When I'm around people who have nannies, I fucking hate it. It's I'll the, tell you I, I, there isn't much of a difference except I'm trying to think. There might be one oh yeah, it's when they sit on the floor when you're having dinner. <laughs> what is that? Nannies, Are they hate, under nannies the take table? care of the kids. <laughs> Are they under the table? No, they're not under the table. They're just not at the table. They're, but they're not at another table. They're, they're not on. at a kid's table. If you think of the floor as a table, then yes, <laughs> they are on a very special. How many table. servants did you have? We had one, and he ate. She, he or she ate by himself. She was sort of the nanny, and then she, and she cooked, and then we had a guy who was our. Driver, driver. I can, I can feel and it. He also stayed with us. And but did he uh, eat on the floor? But he did his own thing. No. He ate on the roof. <laughs> he, <laughs> he ate in the car. He ate. Yeah, he was not allowed out of the car. <laughs> the car stank. His legs were atrophied. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he. Did you get to bang the nanny? The nanny was uh, very, very old. 
and and very dark skinned, correct? Like a monster. Yeah, if she was light skinned, she wouldn't have to be a nanny. Yeah, right. She could be She'd a model uh, or a driver. That's and and did you real did you have qualms about it or was it so normal? Well, the the thing was with the with the nanny lady. I was very very close to her. I never. Right. I honestly now when I say it, it sounds weird, but to me, I mean, I was very close with her, and I grew up with this woman it was weird that she sat on the floor and now when i think back on it that was weird but the rest of it i mean she had her own bedroom you know was she like if you had said eat at the table she'd be like no 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 i she's like filipino. she would have she's filipina would she yeah. have <laughs> been, no, 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 I cannot do it. would she have <laughs> no, been like you. docile <laughs> yeah she she, she would have said sort of, no but i think we could have talked her into it I don't Got think it, it would have been like, so no, but, they, you, but it just so happened that you weren't interested in having her at the table. No. I was a little kid. There's a certain... <laughs> on, yeah. her, on her 40th anniversary of working there, they gave her a gift <laughs> and allowed her to sit and eat with We one gave her meal. shoes. And, uh, <laughs> um, no, and we knew her family and stuff, you know. Yeah. It's weird when I think about it. Of course, it was her it's fucking weird. All right. So that's middle. And then and were they grooming? You said they were grooming you to, to be a, the, one of the great stand-up comedians of our generation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, timing. We had classes. No, no, they were grooming you. They, you said Call they were you to come to America? Yeah. Since I was a little kid. I, was, I, I grew up watching like American movies because it was like, oh, he's going to have to go to America. Did you ever watch Coming to America in Pakistan yeah. knowing you were coming to America? Yeah. Did he speak? Pushtun? What did you speak? I spoke Urdu. Urdu. Is yeah. Pushtun a real thing? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of regional languages, and that's one of them. Urdu is the national that's language. That's a big one, right? Pushtun is like, you know, by the Afghanistan the border. Yeah, the yeah. mountain people. Um, like that's the jokes. Like you know, you have Polish jokes here. We have oh, your push tune. Those people jokes. Yeah. How many how many push tunes does it take to screw in a light bulb? So when people make Pakistani jokes, you get it because you just go, well, that's when they make fun of us. It's it's like us making. Fun I of just us. have to yeah. I just, just change <laughs> the. I just change the reference. What was like one of your favorite movies growing up? I loved. I mean, I loved like Ghostbusters and Indiana Jones and Gremlins. Those were like my favorite. I watched. Gremlins was about dark skinned Pakistanis. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't give him water. Have you seen The Help? Because I think you'll get a huge freak out. <laughs> How about Roots? Have you, seen Roots? Have you seen Roots? Roots is we right. Did you get Roots. Really you did. Was, one thing you, it, was we, your nanny watching Roots weeping on the floor? <laughs> <laughs> did you get the nanny, the Fran Drescher said, come for the love that? Uh, Why is she is eating at the table, Papa? <laughs> That's Papa. me doing a, uh, a Pakistani accent. Yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, thank you very much. But still um, talking in English for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so you... And did you feel... Were you an only child? No, I had a younger brother. Is he, where's he? He's in uh, New York now. My, okay. my parents are here too now. Oh, they came. The, now, yeah, I came alone. And then years later, they came. Now, I, I have some questions for you about religion, but you just... Uh, you can either answer them or you can tell me what things you can and can't talk about or we, you can just answer them we can edit them out if things come up that you're not comfortable having on the I like it man I like this it this will get edited out even okay what no I'm saying, uh, we keep we keep this <laughs> this, this is in alright quit no cause like you were raised right so just whatever mm -hmm. you make the call uh, You were, but you were raised Muslim in Pakistan right mm -hmm. how, very how, religious your family's super religious super religious how your dad is how religious my mom is very, 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 very religious. Uh, we, I mean, you know, prayed five times a day, all that. So the first prayer would happen at like 5 a.m. And you get up and you have to do like a ritual 
Clean sh- your feet. Yeah, clean oh, your feet, yeah. face, hands. Abolitions or something and then, like that. <clears throat> Ablutions. Ablutions. That's right. Ablutions. Right. Ablutions is what you Ablutions weren't into. What Ablutions were what you, were, were, you, you were are into. Nail. Not we are into. not into <laughs> abolition. <laughs> yeah. We're pro segregation. Um, we so, but it's all like fear based. So it was like you have to. When you're praying, you're only supposed to think of your love of God. But if you can't do that, then you have to think of your fear of God. So you have to pretend to like be on this. When you're dying, there's a rope that connects earth to heaven. Literally? Yeah, there's a literal rope. I don't think there is. No, there is, bro. You guys are way off. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> you guys are more than anybody. You guys are the worst. A cloth wrongest. rope? No. Like so a hell is below. Sure. Heaven is across. That's where the servants sit. And the rope is called the Pumisarat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they're just practicing to be in hell. Right. Uh, and the rope is thinner than the thinnest human hair and sharper than the sharpest knife. And you're supposed to like have the strength to be able to walk across this road. I love religious hyperbole. Yeah. I love it. It's the best. Yeah. Sharper than the sharpest Sharp knife. what? You Isn't think? You just go, wait, what are you talking about? You would just about? cut right through yeah. with your how, how am I going to hold it? It'd be funny if there was a spot like in Australia somewhere where people just once in a while an Aborigine would walk through and just be sliced right in half. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, the good joke horn, right? <laughs> <laughs> but so when I was praying, you had to pretend to be on that rope. So I would like at 5 a.m. like try and pretend to be on that rope. And you were a believer. I was very, very religious. So your mother wore a veil? Wore a- she wore a thing like you could st- you can see the face, but not. it's not the whole like... Uh, yeah, they don't really fuck with a veil in she Pakistan, like right? The, this well, thing? the Shiite people don't wear. Yeah, Pakistan is not so much the whole veil. Right. Yeah, it's the thing that covers your hair. Right. But not your face. It's like the Iranian one. Yeah, right. exactly. Because yeah. we were Shiite and Iran is Shiite. Oh, you guys were Shiite. How much of, of Pakistan is Shiite? Hardly any, right? Yeah, it's not that much. It's a small percentage. And there's like infighting. All, I mean, for, like, we were at school, we were told not to mention that we were Shiite and stuff like that. And I have a very Shiite name, so it was... Uh, oh, Kumail or Nanjiani? Kumail. Ah, very, interesting. Very Shiite. All right, that's it. Who do you got in Iraq? You got the Shiites? You got the, are you, do you still root for the Shiites? Uh, Iraq, <laughs> Who are your people in Iraq? Iraq is still mostly Shiite, but the government is Sunni. Do you have so are you no so your parents are still very religious in America? That's right. Did they have a heart did they come before nine eleven or they came after? After. And did was they it didn't come the during nine eleven, right? No, they came because that would be some bullshit. They parachuted off the plane. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they got here. Wow. Yeah. Uh, oh, so do they have? A, was it a pain in the ass to, for them to come here? Oh yeah, it's the hardest thing. It's very tough. What helps us is that our names are very. Uh, very specific so we're easily googleable and stuff mm-hmm. uh i have friends who have more common names and it takes forever because if your name's like muhammad ali or something right, right. then you're the greatest seven, boxer yeah. of all time then you're the greatest boxer of all time right. and you don't want that and you're already there. a citizen yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so did you and, and are you at what what because i don't know anyone that i know people that have been that have become muslim but i don't know anyone that's uh become unmuslim and i'm assuming you're in the latter Wow. Well, I'm, hold on. You're, yeah, you're getting to the punchline before we've told the Oh, joke. okay. Oh, yeah. So, I don't... Okay. I mean, so, so you are like a, a Shiite boy. Shiite boy. Yeah. Super, real. super devout, super religious growing mm-hmm. up. D- but didn't go to Muslim schools. No, but we, we studied, like, Islam at all the schools. All our books, all our history books and stuff, up until the sixth grade, were all local. So, it was all... They were all very anti-Semitic. 
and very anti. Did you ever fuck Hindu. up some Hasidic kids? We in, didn't have any Hasidic in Long kids. Island. That is one of the funniest ideas. Uh, 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 is like the anti-Semitism in the place where there are no Semites, well, and vice versa. You know, well, and Pakistan is like very yeah, but you got to get ready. Yeah, <laughs> they could yeah. be you coming never know when they're coming. Pakistan is very, very racist against black people, and there are no black people there. Dude, everyone is racist against black yeah. people worldwide. Yeah. It's it, that is insane to me that you know that black it's universal. People, Jews and Hindus, yeah. They hate the Hindus. And all our books were like very anti that stuff. And I remember I had one teacher that was like made us go through and cross out stuff to be like, this is not how it should be. But there was only one teacher. That, that was only the one. Why, why do they hate the Hindus? That was Shrumia Sh- Sh- Borowitz, right? What's the uh, Hindus? Know, what's the hook? What's the stereotype? Well, what's their angle on the Hindus? What's their angle on the Hindus? Well, the history is that when the British took over, it was Indian, it was Muslims and Hindus. And then the British, according to the books, put the Hindus and the Muslims against each other. And so there was a lot of infighting. And then when the uh, country, when the British left, they sort of split the country arbitrarily into one part for Muslims and one part for everyone else. Uh, so they're still fighting over the border. With oh. It's India and Pakistan. It's India, basically Pakistan what you're describing is, is, is. Yeah, it's... it's, it's is India, all the Indians... All, I'm sorry, all the Muslims in Pakistan. Although all India has a bigger Muslim population than Pakistan does. But... Not percentage-wise. That's though. how many Numbers. people there are in India. They got rid of all the Muslims, and they still have more Muslims in the place where yeah. they sent then the Muslims to. anywhere else in the world. It's India fucking has the insane. biggest population of Muslims in the world. After they got rid of their Muslims. After they got rid of all the Muslims. They, <laughs> they still, still have like 700 the million. The most yeah. Muslims out of anyone. <laughs> Which really speaks to how many they had in we, the first yeah. place. <laughs> quite a few. We have rid ourselves of the Muslim vermin. However, Anyhow. we are still mostly Muslim. <laughs> we are still number one in Muslim. Uh, that was a German accent, by the way. Mm-hmm. So you, did you? Yeah. Okay, so I, I don't know. I don't know any of your stories. So, all right, so then you came over here, still Muslim, went to Muslim schools. Right. Were you at, reading that stuff? Did you have any inklings of like this seems like bullshit? No, I mean I was very, very religious the whole time. Even when I got to the U.S., I was getting up at 5 a.m. to pray and stuff, and you know, which sucked for my three roommates. Like the alarm would go off at 5 a.m. every morning. Oh, you had three white roommates, and you were like, "Oh, you were, this is like straight out of Homeland." You would go into the garage. I don't know Homeland. Well, there's a big scene. Okay. Actually, it's not straight out of Homeland at all. So, um, so you came here. How old were you? Like 17, 18, yeah, somewhere around there. And what were you doing in school? I went to college. Where? A Grinnell, it's the small school in Iowa. How did you hear about it? I just <laughs> applied to it. It's true. How the fuck did I hear about it? I just looked at the rankings and I wanted to go to a small, I wanted to go to a rural area because I'd grown up in very like urban environment and I wanted to see what that was like. And I wanted to go to a liberal arts school because I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do with my life. Right. So I just uh, you know, looked at the rankings and was like, all right, these are the best ranked rural liberal arts schools so you went from karachi to iowa mm-hmm. yeah. that, was that insane or were you just so prepared no, it was for horrifying it? i landed and i was like i haven't seen a single face in like a thousand mile radius or, or more like i don't know anyone here it was really scary one of the weirdest things was like i'd never shaken hands with a girl and remember that being one of the first weird things was like shaking hands with how a girl. quickly you would never shaken hands with a girl no I mean, no. We, when we were in school, I went to a co-ed school later in Pakistan, and there was an L-shaped building. One side is guys, one side is girls, and they were all connected. You know, there's a, a door in the center for each, and each floor had a guy with a huge stick 
That was the handshake was. stick, right? <laughs> the, the what? The handshake stick? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's to prevent handshakes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the anti-handshake stick. Okay. That's what it was. And he was the one guy that got to have sex with the girls. He yeah, could he have sex stick with the girls stick and the guys. Him. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's great. So if you, you were go to go... You could tell him, like, hey, go have sex with that girl, and then he would go have you'd sex. You'd pay report back give and him tell some money, you, hey. And then he would tell you what it was no, like. She was nice. She was... <laughs> yeah. Oh, and he would say, oh, he, oh, I'd love to. Here, hold this stick real quick. Yeah. And then you would be, for 600 or more years, you'd be stuck as the stick man <laughs> until someone else would idiot. fall for this yeah yeah a lot of magic yeah a lot, <laughs> a lot of, of magic, lot of magic, magic involved uh so you so, all right so you and ne- that's but that's a that's from islam what did, but what did you know oh, about yeah. sex at that point well i knew what sex was you knew like about intercourse I, did you find a porn mag like in the bushes oh yeah i found a porno i actually talk about this on stage one of the first porns i saw was a regular porn but the preview before it was for a porn where the people were shit on each other so remember that's that a high I level still, of intro i still i mean i do a joke about it but it's still like i think about that it's like part of my so you go brown every time you think about sex <laughs> you must be so bad you must have been so baffled looking at people having sex without a handshake stick you must have been like, what is <laughs> yeah, this what are they doing <laughs> why is this happening <laughs> i remember the first time i saw a porn i didn't know what sex was and it looked like a guy uh using a bike pump you know it looked like oh, that, like uh-huh. a guy. It does that's kind of look like, like that. Yeah, that's that's not, you're not wrong. A, yeah. yeah, it looked like that, and then I had a fever for three days, and I felt like you so must have been awful. connected, yeah. like a sexual fever. I had a sex fever. <laughs> I was sick for three days. Literal fever. He's saying. I think that's the difference when you, you're between, like, you know that your sexuality is developed. Like the like I've, when I first watched porn i my sexuality wasn't i didn't wasn't ready for sex yeah it looked ready. disgusting to me i was like this yeah. is gross and then like a few months later i looked and it looked compelling to me and i was yeah. like oh, something had switched i yeah. think for me it was like it, it was gross and then it took me i honestly like my brain like up, upped its game you know because it was like a week later i was ready for it so i i saw it i was like oh we're not there yet yeah, the fever broke and then right. a week later they were like all right now we're ready like the free fever was like yeah Body getting ready to like sex. So you saw porn before you'd shaken a woman's hand. Oh yeah, man. Nope. It took years before I after porn that I shook a woman's hand. Did you have crazy. like a robo boner the first time you shook a hand? Yeah. What's a robo boner? What the fuck is a robo boner? Yeah, Just like an immediate boner, like like a real <laughs> fast one, I think. Oh yeah, a fast I, boner. <laughs> I would say it. Uh, oh, you mean like a turbo boner? No no no. A robo oh, boner. Oh, robo boner. He, wait, 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 wait. He's not wrong. Robots are fast. I'm yeah. just freestyling that term. I don't, yeah, yeah. No, I I mean, don't you're not, really know what it means, wrong. but it sounds right. I think I it's good. It's like rock. It's steel hard. Yo, straight it's, up robo boner. It's fast. It's fast to like a like it's a robot. Like, it's like basically it's an intense, the most fast boner in the world. <laughs> oh, okay. A robot's the fastest thing in the world? It's, doesn't I know. Really I get no. Robot. Let them go. I think we bought. It. We were buying All it. All right. Did you get a robo boner? <laughs> I would say I had a chub. I had a semi. Oh. Did so that's what like was an the Android? circumstance in which you shook the girl's hand? Uh, I was at a party in. So you had know. been at school for a while. Not a while. Maybe a couple of days. Right. Yeah, was one of your Pakistani friends like you see that chick over there? Go I shake her hand. Dare you to go shake her hand, bro. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that was like. And you're like, where's the stick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I didn't have any Pakistani friends. That there was one of the Pakistani in that school. Did you hate him? That'd be so shitty if you him. hated him. <laughs> I did kind of. I was like, "Who's the fuck is this guy stepping on my turf?" Yeah, I'm the cool Pakistani. You're the f- you're the foreigner. I'm the guy. 
Uh, did you have Iowa. a lot of attention? Huh? Did you have a lot of attention? Yeah. I mean, you know, people were always interested and curious. It was awesome. I had a great time in college. Did the girl know that you were a handshake virgin? <laughs> no, she did not know. She still doesn't know. I still sort of have a connection, like friends of friends. Like I could send her an email. You All looked right. down, there was blood on your hand. <laughs> <laughs> okay, did you so- go clubbing when you were in college? No. Did you like party at all? Yeah. Wait, wait. Before we frat? get... No, no. Frat. We didn't have quick, quick rapid fire questions. No, no. I like that. <laughs> I like that we robo boner. We didn't I like those frat. robo questions. <laughs> but what did you feel when you shook her hand? It felt fucking... It felt like a home run. It felt Really? Great. Oh, yeah. Like it felt erotic? Yeah. I was very, very turned on. It was the first time I touched a woman that wasn't my I'm mom. Working for you or your nanny. It wasn't a servant. I wasn't touching the servants. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, he's uh, talking no, about yeah, that is, And women really do have nicer skin than guys. They have nice hands. Yeah. I felt, I remember I sort of got a crush on her. And then I had that. That was it. For a couple of years. And then you looked up one day. You're like, you're a bitch. You're like a terrible person. All I did was shake your yeah, hand. She's very nice. She's just not very attractive. Was she shaking other dudes' hands? Yeah, she shook a lot of hands. Oh, man. And then she started shaking, shaking girls' hands, but I think that was just a college thing. Well, but I take when did you, okay. <laughs> when were you, what was your arc with Islam? I can't, I don't want to really get into too specifics okay. of it. Because um, I have gotten into trouble before because we're not the most tolerant laid back people yeah i will say that <clears throat> maybe that's why I'm, i never hear about people's I mean, yeah. arc with it yeah. well okay so like pakistan blasphemy yeah. is punishable by death right it's punishable by death in the rules there's no separation of church and state so if i say if if i say i don't think islam is legit that is punishable by death in pakistan right wow. what if you say it's too legit to quit then then you get hammer time then i get the key to karachi <laughs> it's punishable by hammer time <laughs> punishable by robo boner <laughs> you hammer time yeah uh so that's why you don't hear those stories yeah you're right i mean you hear salman rushdie wrote something and he's yeah. still kind of, you know he's right still did you the, read the thing that he i haven't read that it's book. interesting i really love his writing though i've never verses. read any of his any of his book no he wrote there was an excerpt in the new yorker about his time in Oh, exile. I did read that. Uh, I did read the really book that got him in trouble, but I did read about him like having the fatwa. It, it fucked him up. Yeah. It, 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 he said bad, awful things. Yeah, that's true. Um, I I said, I did this one-man show that was about sort of this stuff, and I got real bad trouble. Like, I was getting like things like people are like, I hope you have life insurance and shit like that. Oof. And I have a very specific last name. Right. So, so in Pakistan, like, my family was hearing about it there. Because I did it in Chicago. It got reviewed, you know, in, like, newspapers and stuff. And then somebody found it somewhere. And then it sort of went around, you know, Pakistan. And I got me some... I had to, like, have these people take these articles down. And I haven't done the show since then. Did you... And did you find it... As a as a Pakistani guy, do you find after nine eleven, do you find like oh I should do a show about this type thing? Did, I guess it probably didn't feel exploitative. You're kind of out of the Islam one man show game. I would say this: if my family wasn't in the picture, I would love to talk about it more because I honestly, for me, I feel like I can stay safe. But my family yeah. is back there. My parents go back there all the time. I would. It'd be horrible if something were to happen yeah. to them because of me. So that's my main thing. If it if they were not if they were not an issue, I would be speaking my mind about a lot of things because Pakistan, honestly, to me, it's my home and it's you know I have a lot of 
I have a connection to it. It's my people. It's my food. But a lot of stuff about Pakistan is really, really depressing. Right now, things are really, really bad. Um, and it's getting worse all the time. It's like, it's, it's really sad. To know that it'll never be okay, you know, like they'll never figure it out. What is, is it colonialism? Is it? I think it's. it's what's a lot the essential of broken nature of Pakistan? Well, it's very, very corrupt. It's very, very poor. I mean, that's the main thing. Everything comes from the poverty. So we're very, very, very poor, very illiterate. I mean, they always I mean, people literally eat off of the floor there. <laughs> <laughs> Those people listen. They have a and roof they're over the their ones heads. that are well off. They're the ones that have jobs. They are uh, sought after jobs. <laughs> These servant the jobs apply to eat off yeah. the floor. So yeah. uh, thank you for coming in today. Uh, I've had a chance to look over your resume. Go ahead and look. Go ahead and let's let's see on the floor. Real quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does look quite good. If you could do a quick squat onto the floor, yeah, I don't know. It's don't honestly it's, it's not working for us. <laughs> <laughs> it's just there's something about your seating. I mean, I like the dark skin, but it's a little too oh, dark. Yes. You, know you what are I mean? a little monster. Are you, you using, are. are you using soft and lovely? <laughs> Fair and lovely. Fair and lovely. Surprise, uh, motherfucker. <laughs> All right. Here, and, here, what, was your, what was your arc with Western culture? What was your arc with sex? What was your yeah, arc with sex? Let's do sex. Let's you're in there. college. You're you've in shaken the middle of nowhere. You, you've shaken someone's hand and had a huge crush and a robo boner just from a handshake. It took what, me. What where were you next? on masturbation, for instance? I started masturbating like right. Uh, it, it's such a strong force; you can't resist it. Yeah, so I was exactly. masturbating all the time, but feeling horrible. Right. I would cry. I mean, I remember the first time I masturbated. I like sort of was in the bathroom. I was like, I have to try this, and I kind of. How did you know what to try? Because I, you know, instinct I, or what? It was an instinct. Somebody had told me about it. He said, go move your hand, you do your thing wiener? like this. Yeah. Because I tell you, growing up, I didn't know how to masturbate. It took me like a while to fi- I had no idea. I thought you were masturbating if you would like put your hand on your pants while you're watching TV. That's not how you do it. No. Well, yeah. I mean, you were a late bloomer with masturbation, too. But, like, how do we figure I it out? I started pretty early. I mean, it's instinct. Animals know how to fuck. Right. You know? But I sort of, like, it was so hard. I blacked out. And then when I sort of came to, I was on the floor. Wait, 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 wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. Not blacked My out, but I, like... If, if <laughs> 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 it was I saw it like dripping from the ceiling. That's I, I'm not joking. Are you sure this isn't more of that? This weird? is the first time? This is the first time. You sure it, it had you been literally sh- shot up into the ceiling. Yeah, because I'd never come. Are you sure there wasn't a, a gin around or something like that? Like some sort of magical situation happening? You blacked out and then woke Not up blacked seeing out. cum dripping from the ceiling? I didn't. This sounds like a yeah, reconstructed I've, memory. I've edited out some stuff. <laughs> Not a dear Pakistani yeah, pan, my, pet house. <laughs> my uncle was <laughs> and he was. But I would masturbate all the time and feel horrible, horrible, horrible about it. Wait, wait, wait. Do you. What happened? I didn't black out, but it like felt so. It, I never felt anything like that. You like before. white out. You like I white out. Yeah. yeah, I was like, ah, like I fell that. on the yeah. floor. Whoa! You fell down. Yeah, I fell off the toilet. You were standing the on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> so you know how hard it is to fucking fall off a toilet and come on the ceiling in one. You know how I that's think it was the best one. orgasm I've ever heard in my life. It was to this day the best orgasm I've ever had. Yeah, I mean, it's the best orgasm anyone. I ever had, had to stand up on the toilet Wait, to clean it off the ceiling. I'm trying to think here. What? Because what I was like, where is it? It was like something about Mary. So oh, after oh. that first time, how long? How big of a break did you take? Not a big break. A it day. 
I probably every day. I couldn't. That was the shit, man. That's Those were the, the good thing old days. Because like, the whole thing about Islam is repression of the body. It's body yeah. mind duality. Everything in the body likes is bad. Food is bad. Eating too much is bad. Sex is bad. Girls are bad. Everything. Clitorises. Clitoris. You know, everything that brings you physical pleasure is bad. So, but then what you're fighting is like the. F- you know evolution it's yeah like you're big, fighting nature you're fighting yeah. nature so right. it was like it will i would i felt horrible for five straight years because i was masturbating like every day because it, it would come on and be like i have to do this because it feels fucking awesome and no, we'd pray and i would pray yeah and i would pre- I'd pray every day what would you think about when you were masturbating girls what though fucking them her. or shaking their hand or well once i saw the porn i would just play the porn you would play the porn in your mind yeah yeah how long after what? masturbation did you see I the porn? I had this weird thing where probably pretty soon. Okay. It might have been right around the same time. I was sort of dragged into puberty by this tape that my cousin gave me. But I would watch. I would feel so guilty watching porn that I would only watch it up until like penetration. And then I'd have to come before penetration because I was like, if I can stop before penetration, then I don't get as much sin. So I would just watch the blowjob and the uh, making out. And there was one where they like had a real connection, you know, they're like make out and they're like eye contact. Sure. And I was like, all right, that one I can, because they extend That's good. That yeah, one's that's good. Like, yeah, that's, I can watch. There's something holy yeah, about that. Yeah, but I would try and be those. done. <laughs> yeah, totally. Right? They're called, I think they're called romantic comedies, correct? <laughs> it's, this is 40 year old. So you just like, yeah, you just... So I would try and not watch the penetration. So that was your whole, that that was your your sex life up until you got to America, essentially. And then it took me a couple of years. I'd never talked to girls. I was like very weird around girls. I was very, very nervous. I didn't have my first kiss until probably sophomore year. Yeah. And I think I probably lost my virginity end of sophomore year. So it took me a couple of years. So were you forthcoming about it? What do you mean? Um, Did Did you you explain to the girls? Yeah, did I what? You did come he? four times. <laughs> did you tell the girl? She was on the ceiling when I was done. <laughs> I blacked out. It was out. scary movie. So he's got the girlfriends on the ceiling and the servants on the floor. And Lionel Richie was crazy. singing. <laughs> um, did did you tell the girl like I'm a virgin and? Yeah, we were both virgins. Okay, well, she sweet. was a freshman. I was a sophomore. She's got like, it. I'm a virgin, but I have I have shook, shook quite she a few hands. She had shook in a few. Was hands. there was was it a pleasant experience? It was. Yeah, it was sex. Yeah, well, but it wasn't wife. like. Do you think she looks on it fondly, or is that not your concern? It was. She really kind of not. She sort of forced the issue. She was like, "We are doing this now," and I was like, "All right." Uh, and then I, when I look back, it was like for a little bit she was trying to get us to have sex. And I, did you feel guilty after sex? You know, I I, I don't think I did. Weirdly, had you stopped. I do. So I'd, I'd had some weird stuff happening with Islam that I had a, between junior and senior year. I had this huge like uh, fucking crisis. And, you know, Islam is like it's a way of life. It's not just religion. They have like taxes, like everything right. is covered, like what you can eat, when you can eat it, how to walk into the bathroom, how to wash your hands, like everything. This. How do you walk in the bathroom properly? You walk into with your left foot and you walk out with the right foot. Well, you walk out with cum on the ceiling. That's really <laughs> interesting. I've never, I didn't know that about the bathroom. Just read my book. 
Yeah. I mean, you're not supposed to eat with your left hand. You're supposed to eat with your right hand. You wipe yourself with the left hand. Like right. every single... I masturbate still with the left hand because I was like, that's the unclean that's thing. That's really interesting. And yeah. You know, uh, Judaism is like that too. Is every single... Islam and Judaism are very, so very similar. similar. Yeah, it's it's really crazy how similar they are. It's crazy how similar they are on levels that people don't even know that they're similar. Like, you know, the, the Haditha. Is that what it's called? Yeah, that's the stuff that... The quotes from yeah. the prophet. Right. So there's the Quran, which is the main... Which is, let's say, the Bible, mm-hmm. and then there's the Haditha, which is the quotes of the of the prophet, which are let's say the common the commentary or the oral. There, there's like literally an exact corollary in Judaism, which is the the Bible, and then the the Talmud and, uh, and the Midrash. It's like the same thing. Yeah, so I mean weird, all the stuff actually. about not eating pork, not eating Maybe shellfish. Maybe it's like girls hating girl two girls hate each other <laughs> right. that's totally. why islam is. and, and judaism hate i remember i was taking a philosophy class and i was reading like ancient greek stuff and there were stories in there that are like later in yeah. the quran i was like wait why is god plagiarizing from yeah. these guys it's crazy it right. goes back you could, well you the could thing about back. the greeks is that you know i mean and 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 that's straight up like all through Jewish history, through like uh, yeah. Roman time, Jewish history. I mean, I guess before Roman time. Doesn't the, the Greeks, Jesus story kind of repeat itself through to, yeah, like fifty through, times? Well, but history. beyond that, the because that you could understand through a lens of like there are there are mythological truths, uh, you know, mystical truths in the world. That there are ways that stories are told, and the Jesus myth fits that exactly. I think a lot of ladies get knocked up. And they don't have an excuse. So they say God <laughs> yeah. did it. That happens yeah. a lot. Well, but what? I, like, but when Greece, when Gre- Greece really changed the world. Like when people start, when people, the Greeks started, like, uh, yeah, it was like uh, John Travolta just. Could, I mean, who, who thought that musicals could be for guys? Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, what did you think of? What did you? Were you shocked by Western culture? Were you sort of? You should have done that a while ago. I yeah. Know, I'm just... <laughs> Were you, was it, was it, uh, was it culture shock? Was it, was it, were you really conflicted? How did that conflict play out where you read that and, and. And then I had, you know, it was the same time that I was like studying something I didn't want to do. My mom was trying to get me to marry, uh, someone that she'd found for me. I I don't want to say who it was. Um, but she was like old, an old country type of lady. Buffet. She was like back in. <laughs> she, was, she was like back in Pakistan. She was still back in Pakistan. Yeah. So at the same time, I read this quote. I'm getting calls from my mom to marry this girl. I'm graduating. I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do. For me, the hard thing. And so then I so, sort of, you know, once the one thing goes, it's hard. And I sort of described it as like, you know, you're trying to hold this water in your hand and it just keeps slipping out. And I was like, right. I wanted to hold on so bad. I mean, I desperately, desperately. I know what you mean. Here's the thing, people. You know, when they're they they accuse you of being whatever or that I'm a I would want I wanted nothing more than to be like super religious a Muslim I know in mean. that moment yeah, it's e- it actually is easier it was so way. much yeah. easier and, and I wanted it so bad and in a weird way in a, in a strange way it's better because you have a, um, not you have all these answers, so your your you know the, the the fabric of your life is more tightly. Everything woven, makes sense. It's way more security. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. It's like oh, I don't have a job now, but I'll get a job because yeah. there's somebody looking on for me, as right. opposed to maybe I'll never fucking make it. Yeah. And also the qu- the great question that racks everybody, like what the hell am I doing here? What's the point of all this? Is immediately answered in yeah. religion. It's Here's already been the thing. Answered. Like here, everybody's like, when you're a kid, they're like, what are you going to be when you grow up? In Pakistan, you don't do that Pakistan you're gonna be a Muslim everything else is details like mm-hmm. those That's it, really interesting. shirts yeah. you know so like when I nobody ever <laughs> like yeah Islam is life everything else is details like those yeah, swimming shirts fem- FBI female body inspector <laughs> yeah <laughs> female body Islam I don't know female handshaker <laughs> but we definitely 
that was the main thing. Like all your professions, everything else, you just do it so you can service them. You have kids so you can have more Muslims. You know, you eat so you can pray. You marry so you can have, you know, everything is Islam. So I never, so when I had this big identity crisis, that was like, now I have to figure out who I am am because i'm not i can't be that one thing that was already prescribed to me that was very easy and i think that's also why depression is one it's sort of maybe underdiagnosed but depression is a much bigger problem here than it is in pakistan because everybody has this safety net and there's a structure to the world and everything sort of makes sense in a way well that's interesting i i always think about this quote i heard about the uh, hunter-gatherer societies of the world, like especially specifically the pygmies in Africa, they report like the highest r- rate of ha- of happiness yeah. <laughs> of all people that they've studied, and it, it seems like intuitive. Like they have, there is literally nothing to all worry right. about. Like there's nothing to be concerned with. You just you, need to get some food, eat the food, fuck your wife. And I mean, that's the and thing. You're part it's, of a community. Yeah, and there's no importantly. there's no what am I doing? It's like yeah. you don't even ask. You're, you're that question. getting food. I'm getting food. Yeah, it's only in uh, affluent societies do you have these sort of existential questions. Exactly. That's why the Greeks were able to do that because they were very rich. These poor societies, there's no real like m- much of a philosophy or anything. You know, it's like you, you just find ways to explain the world, but beyond that, there's not really. Right, there's like there's like fear. There's not anxiety. Individuality is a very Western concept, and a, right. a lot of religious societies don't have it. Pakistan does not have that concept of individuality. Like, figure out who you are, be what you want to be. That's not right. We that's not valued. It's a luxury. Yeah, it's so, a luxury. But it's interesting because you're like a very driven guy in in what you do I th- now. Yes, I think, and I think that was because I sort of had this weird. I was like devastated for a year. It was really bad, and so now I have this sort of desperation to like define my myself because I sort of I lost my identity and I lost who I was and for me it's still every day is a struggle to fix Did you feel like a freedom? I did. It's been I feel awesome. I mean it's wonderful, but I also have this thing of like I think you know, the Judaism you were saying where you belong to a group of people, religion, I think one of the best things that religion provide is that feeling of identity and community. And I don't feel like, I don't feel part of any group, you know? I, I don't know what my identity is. I don't feel Pakistani. I don't feel American. You're I don't part of the podcast community. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's all that matters, That's Kamel. what I have. But I'm a you part do a, in a weird way, right. Twitter community. Yeah, in a weird way, right, which is that you have the comedy community, which is like an estranged That way. is what it is. And so that's all I have. My only identity is comedy. So mm. I have to like, fucking really put everything into that. What if you were a shitty comedian? It'd be the worst. It'd be so depressing. It'd be the worst. <laughs> Which he definitely, those that may not know Kamel, if you don't, he is not. He's very good. Yeah. We'll, and we're we'll, going to we'll, put we'll in a clip, a clip. here. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then, so what, so, and that's how you, that, you feel like that, so you're almost like, because I feel, I relate to that thing of like, find, trying to find salvation through achievement. Yeah. I, I definitely, and I told, I had this talk with Emily where I was like, you know. I'm Emily's the, your wife. Yeah. I'll be happy, but I'm never going to be satisfied. And I think part of it is that thing of not knowing who I am unless I'm doing something, you know. It's, it's all based on. Do you find yourself like dipping into depression between jobs, between activities, things like that? No, I don't ever really get depressed. I'm like a pretty happy like you centered guy I don't really like our family doesn't I th- a lot of that is genetic our family doesn't 
have any mental illness. We're all horrible. Like our, we all have heart attacks when we were 45, you know, right. but, but the rest of it were fine. So I don't find depression, but I do have to. Everybody in your family died of a heart attack at 45? <laughs> Is My... it possible? Is it possible that there was a person sitting on the floor that <laughs> sprinkled a little bit of arsenic? <laughs> the <in> poison? <laughs> Wait, have we, put, we haven't Just connected the dots? Everyone, everyone died of heart everyone... attack. And they thing. all ate the same cake. It's the weirdest <laughs> thing. She loved sitting on the floor. We did all die the same day, June 17th of our 45th year. Uh, anyway. You know the heart attacks where you puke blood? That kind of heart attack. <laughs> oh. Where you clutch your chest, uh, fall over. Yeah, it was a bitter almond cake. <laughs> <laughs> were your parents uh, cool with like your wife? Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Your wife is white. You ruined the. You ruined the. Uh, I was gonna say you ruined. You ruined the the mystery, which is you said your, your wife's name is Emily, Emily. So you clearly married the lady in Pakistan. <laughs> <laughs> they love her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They love her. It was you know. Tough she's lovely. She's 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 difficult to know. She's love. like the most likable person in the world. Yeah. It was tough in the beginning. There were some. You know, they weren't happy. Obviously. In the beginning. Oh, you bring a white woman over here, motherfucker? Yeah. That was not a drop. That was <laughs> that was actually Moshe. My mom's name is uh, Shabana, which does sound like a black exploitation name. Oh, yeah. Shabana you Jackson. Got, oh, shit. You bring this white bitch to Shabana house? Uh-uh. <laughs> um, and what, how long have you known Emily? Seven year, 2006. Yeah, seven, over seven and a half years. And had you been in love before you met Emily? I would say so. I had like a couple serious relationships where... A couple handshakes? I had a couple handshakes. <laughs> I had a couple girls that I dated for long enough that I was like, not love, but it was, you know, I was with them and it was a serious relationship robo boners i had robo boners yeah sure yeah um and how was do you you feel pretty i wouldn't the word assimilated would would uh you're like beyond you're way beyond assimilated you almost feel more american than i do well, I, I was obsessed with america again that thing of like you know pakistan is interesting because there is a dislike of the West. That whole part of the world, obviously, there's a lot of like a uh, lot of stuff about the West that they don't like. But there's also this seduction of it. Yeah. You know, they love. I remember Baywatch. Like people fucking loved Baywatch. You know, right. even though they'd be like fucking Americans, but then you know Baywatch is okay. So there was always this fascination with Western culture. Like when MTV came there, it changed the culture. But you were playing video games and stuff too. Like yeah, and I was watching movies, so I was like really, really into American pop culture. So like all the parlance like the way people talk and stuff it was something that i knew it was hard first coming in just speaking in english that's hard and still like when you switch languages it's a weird like it's like changing a gear like it gets it sticks for a second you think in in english i don't know what i I don't know if i think in a language i've always wondered that too is is in fact thought linguistic or is it just that we only understand thought through the, uh, our linguistic brain? I think brain? that's what it is. But it's interesting because the way you problem solve is different based on what your first language is because the neural pathways in your brain, the way that you know, grammar is, is different. So, right. Um, but it's also my mother is deaf. So her primary language by far is sign language. Well, she doesn't think... I've asked her, like, do you think in sign language? Like, what do you think in? And she's like... I can't hear you. <laughs> no, I, I. I'm sorry. 
Have no, I made fun of you? Have I made fun of you? Don't apologize. His mom's deaf. He deserved that. <laughs> <laughs> he absolutely is for having a deaf mom. He never should have, he never should have a, come here with a deaf with mom. With a deaf-ass mom. This motherfucker got a deaf-ass deaf mom. mom. Come back when your mom can hear. Yeah. <laughs> the, good, the good thing is she'll never hear this. Go yeah, ahead. it's true. No, but she said something weird. Like, sometimes I think in English, and sometimes I think in sign language, which is weird. And sometimes I just think in thought. Yeah. What about I, dreams? Yeah, I don't know. I think dreams depend on who the people. I'm in the sure dream she are. doesn't have sound in the dream because she has no context of what sound is. Right. There's no such thing. But that's the thing is when you think you you're thinking the sound of words. So she was born deaf. She right? was. Yeah. So is is uh, sign language just English with different? It is not. It's a no. completely different grammar. It is. Yeah, a very very different grammar. So yeah. you speak two languages. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> How about do you, you, Neil? Do you translate the English. podcast Say the joke. into sign? I, you're holding uh, it back. No, I don't have, I was like, <laughs> I had, you know what I had on that? I had an attitude, <laughs> but I didn't have a joke for the attitude. I was leaning I just had it. like a, th- like, man, I, I would love feel- to pounce on this, I, but I don't know <laughs> you why. Had a, you had a great smirk. You had a twinkle in your eye. Yeah, I had like, you man, I should really shit on this. I'm not yeah. liking it. I'm but not, I don't, there's, I don't know. I can't find a fucking uh, avenue to shit on this. You had an eyebrow cocked it with ready. I'm ready to say something nasty, but I don't know what to say. All the signs were there, but I didn't have the, I had the pie, couldn't find the filling. Um, okay, so then you graduated from, and then you moved to New York, correct? No, I moved to Chicago first, and Got I it. was like, I'm going to try stand-up, and then I did stand-up in Chicago for five years. Who was your, who did you see do stand-up that you were like, that, just all of the, all the, all of your growing up, you saw people? No, I actually didn't see stand-up. My first stand-up thing I saw was Jerry Seinfeld's last special, which is uh, the HBO one, t- yeah. I'm telling you for the last time, yeah. 98. It's a good that special. Was, it's great. It's his best of. You know what's funny is I've never seen it. Well, here it is. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, you're I, amazing at this, by the way. Uh, oh, yeah. He is oh. really good. Um, he, I've never seen, but I know all the jokes, but I don't think I've ever yeah, seen it. I don't think jokes. I've ever seen it in totality. It's a good special. It's a great special, and I'd never seen stand-up, and I was like, well, you could just do that and make a living. So when I saw that, I got Wow, like, that is but so... You were, you were, did you, did, was it hard to figure out how to be funny in English, or you would always I kind was, of... Weirdly, when I got to, once I, after the initial cultural shock, I was like pretty funny in America. I was never you, funny in Pakistan. You weren't funny in Pakistan. No, I was like very, very... I was very, very uh, shy. Were you thinking funny things? Or mm. how did you even fi- know how to be funny? I I mean, one of the things is that if you're not born here, you sort of see the things that, you know, like right. the background noise, the things you just take for granted. So I just always had, I had no, a little bit of an outside I, of perspective. Yeah, but I don't even mean how did you find your perspective. I mean, how did you find the muscle of like snapping and being funny and do you know what I mean? Like, because you're like, not just a good joke writer. On people's shirts. And no, stuff. but you're like exactly. You're good. You're yeah. you're good at crowd work and you do that. So I could see I writing like your, jokes. I think yeah, I, I like you because you're mean. <laughs> no, I, I like that's what I'm, I like. I yeah, like I think like it. I like Kamel because he's got like a mean spirit. To I him. do have a mean streak. <laughs> like you do. I thought Which I was in, a in alt comedy. Isn't that <laughs> incorrect? No, it's, it's just wrong. It, no, yeah, have you I, seen uh, Chelsea Peretti? No, no, no. no. There's no one meaner Chelsea than Chelsea. Peretti. There's no. There are people that are like, like if you push them, they'll be mean. But the spirit of it is supposed to be like. I kind of just don't agree with this okay. point. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not sure. I think. But even if you don't, if someone will get, if you go to uh, Meltdown, sure, Camille show, the way that you will shit on a crowd member. Is different than people at the mainstream comedy. Clubs that's get true. Shit on. Yeah, sure. that's what I mean. It's like there's all sorts of like 
Let me approach this, sir. Let me avail you. I'm Look at this give fat motherfucker right yeah, here coming in all yeah. fat with your fat ass. That's what I mean. Like, you're meaner <laughs> in that look at this fat motherfucker way. I'm probably the meanest in the entirety of that community. <laughs> well, the, oh, that's honky. I think the good thing about Meltdown is that you can be meaner because it does feel like such a community. Community, yeah. We're it all feels, in on the joke. Everyone feels like they're part of something, so you can get away with more. Yeah, you're right. Because people all feel like they're in it together. Uh, for those that don't know, Kumail, besides all the great TV stuff started a, 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 a show at the Meltdown at Meltdown Comics at the, the back, which is the Nerd Melt Theater. Yeah, every, every Wednesday, Wednesday nights with Jonah Ray. With Jonah Ray, uh, they do a show together. They co-host it, and it is, with, in my opinion, without question, the best show. And the all you guys show. do it. And and it. It's the best show in LA, and maybe it's maybe the best stand-up show in the country. I mean, it's a fucking great show every yeah. Wednesday. Oh, night. thank you. I love doing it. I'm so lucky to be able to do it every week. It's yeah, so, it's so really fun. fun. Everyone. The, the, the couple times that either Kumail, I did it with you once, right? Yeah, we we, we got to do that again. Yeah, I did it with, with Kumail once. You I did it with, with Jonah once, co-hosting, yeah. and that was like the most fun. It's that, so fun. It's so great. You could do whatever. Yeah, it's yeah, and they, lo- and they love it. Great. It's great. Uh, uh, okay, I, I, so then you started. You were in Chicago for, and I feel like I got for whatever reason once I. And it took me literally a month to have start having fun in America. And then, I don't know why, but I was like funny pretty much. Like, I was like the funny guy in my group. And my group was all like white people, you know, American It's fascinating. People. I had a similar experience with that. Where I, I lived in Chicago till I was 12. Then I moved to Philadelphia. And from that point on... You I was way funnier, right? Because of the environment. The environment in Chicago, I found so hostile, yeah, that I just didn't want to be funny. Was it Karachi hostile? It was. Car- it was. Colosi. Colosi. It was Colosi. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I understand that. Where it's like, oh, I, you can kind of reset your personality in a weird way. I think it is, and I honestly, you know, because you're, I was in Pakistan. I think it was so like under the. Uh, Islam, parents, all that stuff. I wasn't a person yet. I yeah. wasn't even anybody. I was just a. I don't feel like I became myself until right. I moved here. When do you think you got funny, Doug? <laughs> um, I think I've always been funny. I've always been, you know, like you've always been a joker. Yeah, definitely. You've been doing in drops. High school, you've been I doing w- drops your whole life. I mean, I have these movies that I made in high school where it's like we're wearing clown wigs and throwing dummies off the roof and stuff. Yeah, but. So- I gotta say, I lived in Chicago my whole life until I came here. Oh wow! And it is it is hostile there. Like, yeah, I, I would make like comedy movies and stuff, and uh, show them at like art theater, at like you know art galleries and stuff. And like, I would actually get reviews once in a while, and they'd be like, they just didn't get. They just didn't. They had. They had like no sense of humor. The attitude so. in Chicago They're is just like, very who do you serious. Think you are. They're very serious. Yeah. Whoever you are, right, it's like serious. we don't know. Yeah. We don't. We don't. We don't it's like that. We're Polish and we're working class. Yeah. yeah, it it totally has that vibe. Yeah, and we. It's a like, ball busty town. Yeah, yeah. I've always yeah. Understood. And with like real hostile, like the way Boston is, the way yeah yeah. Because like, I've always understood my own like ability to be have the way that I became funny was by being in public schools where people were making fun of me as a like as a white kid. I so just then you. Figure out yeah. how to, you know, oh, yeah. you got to figure out how to become right. funny to survive in the in a shark's pit, and you know right. what I mean. And by sharks, you mean blacks and Puerto Ricans. <laughs> <laughs> there were no Puerto Ricans, blacks and Mexicans. I'm from California. <laughs> Sweat hogs. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> from uh, from Welcome Back, Connor. Um, so uh, so so yeah. So so you figured out. So you live in Chicago. Did the scene there. I, I did the first time. I did stand up. 
I honestly was very like I didn't have a bad set until I've been doing it like five or six months. So, really? Yeah, I had like all really even. So I did it at school a couple times, and that was all my friends. So it was great. But then I moved to Chicago, and the first time I did an open mic, which is like a pretty brutal scene in sure. Chicago, was great. And I was like immediately like Kyle Kinane I met right away. Pete Holmes had just moved there, and we all became friends. And right away, like I was sort of included in that community pretty quickly it was great it's a great group of people i too. see people who bomb all the time and they've been doing it six years i'm like why are you still doing it if i had a bad you set, mean bomb constantly just they just bomb right they just don't have no acuity for stand-up yeah no just, that's like what that's the biggest mystery about stand-up is what what drives those people yeah like why they have nothing else but that's not something they but that's that it's community it it's is something. purpose it's a thing to do. It's a thing to tell people you do. It's, it's a it's, it's a, a humiliation. It's a blog. It's a it's a score to keep. It's your Something place. To blog it's about. an identity. You're a comedian, you right? Know? But it's even though you're not making a living. White people are cracking up laughing. Who's that? <laughs> That's Will Smith. Will Smith. <laughs> Black people are cracking up laughing. Well, so just, they don't all have to make sense. Everyone's yeah. just cracking up. Everyone's They're all cracking crying. up laughing. That's that's the point. Uh, okay, so so you you were pretty you you were good quickly. And yeah, the jokes I, that you did for a while, yeah, like jokes that were they my, were they like the first your first five minutes where you're kind of like eh, they you, where you look back and you go, how the fuck did that work? Yeah, I don't yeah. do them anymore. And my standup really changed like about. When I moved to New York, my stand-up completely changed. It was all like sort of one-liners. I right. would never take the mic out of the stand, like that kind of stuff. It was like very tentative. Right. You have this theory about having the mic in the stand is a defense mechanism, right? Yeah. I 100% agree with you. I don't. Neil I don't doesn't even so. have it in the stand on the podcast. I don't think one yeah. way or the other. <laughs> That's actually. true. I think because I think mic in the stand or the stool, I think it's, they're all tools. So you can do one attitude, take it out, have a different attitude. Like Yeah, I think but that, I think for a lot of people, it is a defense mechanism. I think I'm, yeah. I'm not all the time. Like Todd Barry leaves it in and he's great. But, this Todd, but that's I was thinking of Todd as you said it. Yeah. To me, that's the biggest defense mechanism. He, if you ever watch Todd, he fucking is gripping the mic and the yeah. stand so tightly, it's crazy. You've seen how Brent Weinbach holds it. Well, he doesn't use a stand. But yeah, he, but he's got he, this yeah. like double fisted. He like, grips the mic with double fists yeah. and then holds it up to his up to his mouth. It's very. And you still don't intense. think that that's a defense mechanism? Well, he is a a person who is mostly a character on stage, so it's hard to say. Char- being a character on stage is you could say is a defense mechanism, but, but I don't think interesting so. these little things that you don't realize. So it was right. actually Eddie Brill who told me he's like, you got to take the mic out of the stand, and I was like, that's bullshit. And I took it out and I felt the difference. Yeah. And then he saw me a year later, and he said, once you take it out, you're still Still holding the mic stand. Yeah. And that's also, I was like, yeah, I'm leaning on it. Yeah. That's still a defense mechanism. Uh-huh. I'm still like yeah. scared. And you can always tell when they're wrapping up their set, they go walk over to that mic stand and then they like, But there's something to me about yeah. the Someone look. Someone about that. The look of a comedian, I do just this. just drop the mic. <laughs> I mean, that's The look different. of a comedian with his hand on the ha- on the mic stand and his other hand with, uh, to me, it's like very casual and cool. I mean, it There is, but. You ever do a joke, have it not do that well, and just fucking find that's your arm a, go to yeah. the mic? I don't know. I wonder if that's that true. That happens that's, to me. For me, I mean. I no, noticed no, that's, that. It happened to me. I did it the other night. That's fascinating. It, like where I just fucking like, it totally. didn't go as well as I want. You, Grip. You know what it is? It, you know what that mic stand is? It's that uh, that hair thin rope yeah. from heaven to yeah. earth. It's like, yeah. oh my God, I want to yeah. come back to it's earth. Friend. It's, it's a defense. Yeah. It you really think is. People are gonna, Shit, Mr. I did the show in Portland last night. I was like. I was before I went on. I'm like, all these people generally know who I am. 
they either have seen me, they like Chappelle show, they saw me in Fallon, they like the podcast. Anyone fucks in with and, you? And I, there were a <laughs> lot of Champs fans. Uh, and uh, and but I was still like, I'm just afraid they're not gonna like me. Well, that isn't that. That's the, the one of the most fascinating. Wait, things. you thought that thought before going out on stage? Doing the comedy? whole time, the whole time, anywhere I, I know you're laughing at the how obvious that is, but like, just like they're not, they're like they don't like me. Not even my jokes. They don't like my fucking. Oh, core. they have to no. like you. They Otherwise, like, they're not gonna like yours. Yeah, like they just don't. It's like whenever I do a new room, I'm afraid I'm gonna fall off the stage. No, yeah. yeah. Whenever I do, it took me four sets to get comfortable at Meltdown because yeah. I'm. I'm afraid that, like, maybe That's like a six-inch stage. Though. They I mean, that is <laughs> in your, scared yeah. About yeah it, really. We actually brought here. And you to do talk have vertigo. Yeah, and you have uh, vertigo. I, and I've, there's a lot of mitigating. There's things, also but. that thing that happens if you see a comedian not doing well. You see they're always they're like right at the front of the stage because they're trying to connect. It's all these That's like interesting. yeah. You notice yeah. that nonverbal tics. Yeah. I, I'll notice that. I'm like my toes are off the stage. I'm like, oh right, I'm not doing that well. So I'm like trying That's to really push interesting. it. Yeah. But like all these mental things Damn. come out in like physical ways. I wish I had bombs so I could really talk about this with you guys, but I just don't know what that's like. <laughs> there it went. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, no, I think that, that, that that's yeah, that's that stuff's really interesting. And what did, what was your experience in Chicago like? Then what was your experience in New York like? Chicago was great because uh, I stayed there too long. That's why I can't I can I can't even go back. I I just stayed there for like five or six years. The plan was to be there two years. I got pretty good. Pretty good, but you know you can do the best shows. Like you be there four months and you're doing the best shows. And then I just did those shows for five years. It was comfortable. Pete left early. TJ left. Uh-huh. I was still there. I was the last guy in my group too. It was. It, is it? it was so bad. Now when I go back, it reminds me of that feeling of being stuck. Yeah. So uh, Chicago was good. People to me. are stuck there. I go back. Right. Same people are working at the same record shop. Same thing shop, with the Bay same, Area. Like it's so weird. The Bay is just like that too. It's a very consistent. There's a consistency that's really. Admirable. Well, cool it's, it's cities. It. Do you I find it admirable or do you find it sad or both? Both. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's it's sad. It would be sad for me because I like to always be like doing the next thing. Right. But like, yeah, it's it's kind of there's something comforting about like, oh, he's still everything is like the same here. What do you think the difference is between us guys that left and the people that didn't? I thousands think of dollars. <laughs> Are you talking about Chicago or about the, Any, well, the, the, the what's psyche the, of yeah, the? Yeah, like do you do you ever judge your own ambition? Honestly, for me, it was something happened that I don't want to get into. Something personal happened that I was like, oh, I could fucking die. You know, not not anything. It just was a wake up call. Sure. And that's when I was like, oh, I have to fucking do something. I have to you know throw my hat in the ring. So it was like a very specific event that occurred. It was the second time you jerked off. <laughs> yeah, and then it blew. The roof off the plane. You yeah, fell yeah. off of the L train. <laughs> I could literally die. You, you were on the platform of the L, and you when you came to <laughs> in New York City. Yeah. I think it's that hunger, desperation. You know that I feel it. I feel it every day. Like every day, I feel like I have to do something. I don't ever take time off. It's really hard for me to not do something, and it's sort of. It's not always. I don't think it's super healthy. No. I, I don't feel satisfied. I never I feel. A, I have a feeling you, no, no. you might be dying. At 45 of a heart attack. Yeah. No, I'm sure you won't. You no, why healthy. would you? Other than everyone in your family, you seem um, healthy to me. I'm I'm healthy, but my genetics mean? are bad. I mean, he's not healthy okay, physically. Okay, now for the real question: Who is the best pizza? I don't like Chicago pizza. I like New York pizza. Um, what's the best question? All right, so uh, <laughs> so uh, what do you? But do you? What do you think of? I had the experience that you had, but uh, the thing about. 
like compulsive ambition yeah and realizing i was on a date with a girl who had essentially accomplished nothing (laughs) yeah you were talking to me about this way happier than me right yeah. and i'm like so what did all your fucking accomplishments get you dumbass? Accomplishments do not get you peace of mind no that no. is for sure they a lot get, of but, people are but happy you know we're nothing so, yeah we're sort of trained that they do like the oh, capitalism it, sure yeah that's again the western thing, thing yeah. of like consume get things you are if you what you do consume yeah. more work more take drugs to fucking keep up drink red bull yeah <laughs> To keep up with your fucking work habits that are about consumption, and then you're just stuck in this pattern of Wait, garbage. you don't work hard and play hard? <laughs> <laughs> and if not, you get the handshake I'm sort stick. of a Bacardi by Night kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys know me. I'm a, yeah. <laughs> but I also have that there is a good... Because I... A lot of my thing is like I'm really everybody's really scared of death, but for me, like since I was a little kid, I was afraid because we were so aware of death, of getting old, of dying. I, I've always been so scared of it. And to me, work is sort of a way to sort of sort of beat death, like leave something that. You know, like Woody Allen will die. He'll always have Annie Hall. He's going to live on forever. That's you know? what's so funny. Yeah, but here's always, the thing: I, is he's not. Yeah, I he's, think he's actually said the problem is I'm still going to be dead. He's like, I don't care about my legacy. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I goes. I would take. I'd rather take Eternal Life in none of these movies. But also, I think about wow. the fact that like even even Woody Allen, like the people that will really be remembered forever, it's like Jesus, Muhammad, Gandhi, Martin Luther King. Even Woody Allen will be forgotten about in 150 years. Peter Jackson. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> and McGee. <laughs> uh, all right. F. Speaking F. of Peter F. Jackson. Gray. Speaking of Peter Jackson, Kumail and I have to go see The Hobbit, so we got to wrap going? this motherfucker up. Yeah. Are you actually straight up? Not even ironically? Not ironically. Are in you going to see it in real 3D? Way. No, I'm going to see it normal. Yeah, I want normal 3D. I heard it's. I heard the real 3D is incredibly amazing. I'm, I'm going to go see it that next. I'm a huge. Are you going to do double? Yeah, I'm a big. Are you concerned that people have kind of shit on it? I just want to see it. Uh, I'm sure I, the problems that people say are real, but I'll still like it. And I think the next two are going to be. Better and better. Look, as long as the hobbits That's don't have dark optimism. skin, Kumail will be happy. As long as the hobbits don't have wine? Dark skin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> think, as long as they yeah. can eat at a table. Um, uh, all right. So we did it. Kumail Nanjani, not a white person. Not indeed not, not a, white a white person. person. A middle, a mildly complected... Fair and lovely man. Fair and lovely, nice hair. Yeah, um, jerking and, off uh, on the ceiling. May you, may you live, may you live beyond forty-five. May you live forty-six, even forty-seven. May you live beyond forty-five. May you touch the hair that is thinner than a human hair. May you sharpen the knife of. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> That's home, okay.